0: All right. It would appear that I'm live right now. So, uh, uh, how do I start this? First of all, you know, I wanted to take some time to do this. I I ultimately tried to do this earlier in the week. Uh, this the sound was messed up. Let me know if you can if you can hear me. Um, but. Even then, I mean, because I wanted to kind of relate a message to you while I was really going through it. And I still am, really. But um, I guess this is a good time as uh, I got some help with my, my daughter. So basically, I mean, this has been going on for a while, but I need to find a place to start. Since my birthday, which has been on May 5th, you know, things have just gotten horrible horrible. I'm not out of the game, but this led me to a point where I, um, I'm fighting for a a chance at redemption. Now, don't be fooled by how calm I'm presenting myself. I have been dealing with a lot of fright. And, uh, so basically, you know, uh, I moved, I moved in with my aunt last month and you know, i've always loved living with my aunt she's an incredible person you know got my cousins here and, you know they're great people too but what i started doing a lot more of is drinking and uh and, and smoking and uh you know i've said in videos before that i was gonna go sober and, you know, sober lifestyle here sober lifestyle there i sometimes think about that and uh think back when I was making those videos and how great I felt, and I just kind of kicked myself because I had a, I had a clear mind. I had this new type of normal. And throughout this video, you will see how uh, that has changed um, dramatically. Um, so, yeah. Um, the clock, short, shortly after it turned 12, it's my birthday. I get a call from my mom saying, uh, you know, what what did you do? What did you do? And I'm like, what? What happened? What happened? What happened? She said, Homeland Security's looking for you, you know, because of what you said on Facebook or something like that. I'm thinking, like, what did I say? What did I say? Because I had been drinking a lot uh, at at that point, like, man, maybe two weeks straight. She was kind of drinking every day, kind of towards the end of the day. Some days I would wake up and, and drink And smoke throughout the day and let me just find this time to say that if I haven't said it before my body wasn't responding well to marijuana use it was always is constantly putting me in a state of impending doom like making me feel somewhat psychotic like And just feeling like, you know, I mean, if you never experience impending doom, it's hard to experience, but it's scary. All right. Every ache and pain you feel, you feel like you're just dying. Like it's just, you feel extra sensitive. You feel a lot of pain in your body, a lot of stress. And oftentimes over the years, I'm over the years, man. I started experiencing this back in 2014. And, you know, throughout, you know, <clears throat> I had periods where I would, you know, go sober and not smoke anything. And then I would try it again just to see what happened. And i keep having the same results. But I would keep doing it. I would just keep doing it. Would just keep smoking. And I would more than likely always experience impending doom. What I would do is I would take a hot shower or a bath and bathe for a little bit. And it would go away. And because it would go away, I just kept doing it. I kept doing it just so I could have a couple of minutes after that shower to feel like, hey, I had a good smoke. I wanted to keep up with the lifestyle of being a stoner, even though it was ruining me. It was ruining me. I was practicing semen retention, and still, I wasn't as productive as I should have been because I didn't have the energy. I was always fighting off that impending doom, man. Like it's, I couldn't even possibly explain to anybody who hasn't experienced that how dark it is, how scary it is, the fight that's within you. I remember the first time I dealt with this, I thought I was having a heart attack. I thought I was dying. My friend, he had to carry me up the steps because I thought I was dying. I feel like I couldn't even move. I could barely talk. feel like I couldn't breathe. You know, obviously I went to the hospital. By the time it was all said and done, I felt normal. And this was back in 2014, like I said. And a uh, very boneheaded decision. Like I said, I kept doing it. I kept doing it. I kept doing it. But anyway, back to my birthday. Um, I guess the day before, I was just completely drunk and talking a bunch of shit on Facebook. I said that I would go to war with the FBI, I would kill a couple of them. Homeland Security wanted to hear about that. They wanted to hear about that. And uh, I, was, I was actually looking back at some of my texts and some of the things that I was posting while I was drunk, and I couldn't believe I was saying these things. But I did. I said these things. It was me. I take full accountability. I'm saying all these things. I'm putting all these things out there, so you won't have to make the same mistakes. That I, that I made. By the way, I know my eye looks off. I have a style that I have not been working at, but I feel the need to, to, to tell you these things. And um, so the next day, um, I didn't smoke, but I was drinking. I woke up, I had a drink. No, in fact, on my birthday, I was drinking. Drinking all day. I went to my drove to my friend's house. Went over the speed limit. When it was all said and done, I drove home later that night and uh, was completely over the speed limit. At one point, I remember seeing 112, 113 miles per hour in the dark, and it was probably raining too, and I was ridiculously drunk and high. Um, So the next day, I got drunk and kept talking a bunch of shit on Facebook again, talking about, you know. What I would do to whoever called the police on me or whatever, and just kept mentioning the FBI, or whatever. And I don't even don't even get me started. Thank you. I'm I'm glad I'm glad you can hear me. Happy belated birthday. Don't even get me started on what I was saying to the FBI. I mean to the home, Homeland Security when they came. I was taunting. Them. I was taunting them, joking, you know, just getting a laugh at their expense. Little did I know. It, it, it was I who was kind of the, the butt of the joke the butt of the sad joke. it was it was I who was actually going to suffer but I didn't know that and uh, luckily I mean they definitely raided my room and things like that but you know I don't I don't have any weapons here um, so that was good. But yeah, they definitely came to see what that was all about, and uh, I guess they thought that I needed help, and they saw that before I did. And that night, you know, I was just kind of like, just just completely drunk, and kept drinking all types of drinks. And uh, again, this is my birthday night, and the police came, the Homeland Security, and um, yeah, man, I was just lashing out, just talking about, you don't know my pain, you don't know... You know, I would die for this family, all these things. Or, you know, I'm suicidal, I'll, I'll end it all. I'm only staying alive for you people, all these things. And uh, so, yeah, again, the next day I go to my friend's house, which is, I mean, not the next day, but during the day, which was still my birthday. Like I said, went to my friend's house, all of that. Drove over the speed limit, all those things. Lucky that I didn't kill myself. Lucky that the police didn't pull me over, because I definitely would have went to jail. Definitely got some tickets. I'm waiting to hear about that. Um, tags were t- a little expired, a little less than a month. So, got that got that problem fixed. We'll see about the um, tickets. But um, the next day, May 6th, I wake up, play music, drink some beers, fall back to sleep, wake up, drink more beers. We'll walk around because my grandma um, lives in the same neighborhood as my aunt so I go walking over to uh, my grandma's house drunk and playing with my daughter because she was over there. Um, played for two hours listening to music singing all, all these things just rocking out and uh, so then I go uh, go back home, to my aunt's house, and um, as uh, the alcohol starts to, as the buzz starts to wear off, I start to notice something completely wrong. Um, Well, first of all, I'm feeling extremely sick, extremely sick, but also I'm feeling like not like myself, Um, which I would later find to be This is what you define as depersonalization, derealization. And this is something that kind of feels like a bad trip. It feels like a bad trip. And it was interesting because this was the first time that I experienced it without smoking. Now, I had smoked the day before, but I mean, like it wears off. All right. And usually when I'm drunk and I'm smoking, I don't experience this thing, these things, even though recently prior to I did start experiencing that. But still, I was able to shake it off. And um, so I'm starting to feel this. I take a bath, whatever, try to get it off of me. It, it doesn't really get off. of me. You know, I. Then I finally throw up. You know, it it was horrible because I'm experiencing like this doom, and I'm thinking like, damn, if I push myself to the limit, like this I might have a heart attack, I might die. Because that's where your mind goes. That's how bad you feel. Like you feel like something has to be going wrong. That's the reason why you're feeling like this. Something is going off. It's going to happen. Meanwhile, it's massive chemical imbalance in your head. Is what I'm get. What I'm gaining is what I'm learning. And um, so I try to watch something funny, get my mind off it or whatever, and uh, I think I, you know, I I get myself to sleep. The next day, same problem. It's the first day I haven't been drinking or smoking in a while, because I told myself that I was going to get help. I told myself that I was actually just going to get clean. I told my aunt that I was going to go to therapy, all of these things. So I was clean. But I couldn't shake this bad trip off of me. This sense of impending doom, man. By the way, man, if you ever experienced this as a result of using substances and you find yourself pretty level-headed right now, please stop. Please, I'm begging you. Please stop. You don't have no idea what you're getting yourself into. But I kept trying to shake it off. I don't know how many baths I took, but I remember I was taking a bath and... You know this is a bit hard for me and I'm just like I can't get this off of me I cannot get this trip off of me I got out of the bath and with tears in my eyes because I was starting to cry then I went to my aunt and I said it's time I, I gotta go I gotta go to the psych ward she she took me to the hospital and uh, something, one thing about me is that when I know help is on the way, I start to feel a little better. But I wasn't in the clear, so she took me to the hospital. That began the long process of me being admitted uh, into the psych ward. I was there like five something by the time? Maybe ten something rolled around. I was admitted. Um, got some medication. Got a roommate and uh, went to sleep and uh that was on a Thursday uh i mean it's barely been a week in fact it hasn't been a week since i got out but you know it's just a little over a week since i the day i went in there and uh so it was a Thursday i went in um over the course of the, the, my time there it was it was pretty it was pretty good like uh prior to, I wasn't sleeping that well. Like, I was drinking and all that, but I wasn't sleeping all that well. Um, and, you know, it definitely wasn't consistent. And uh, But in the hospital, I was sleeping well. They were giving me meds and things like that that was cool. I felt like I was doing pretty good by talking to people. I was playing chess by myself. I even played chess with some of the people who worked there. I was really getting to know people. They were flocking flocking to me, you know. Uh, it was okay. The day before I was supposed to leave is when I, I noticed that, you know, they've been giving me all different types of medications to treat whatever they think I'm dealing with. You know, I didn't even know what they thought I was dealing with. But the day before I was supposed to leave, you know, it was a Sunday. They had gave me something that I don't think I ever had before. And I remember thinking, like, this is not good. I am not. I was feeling extremely high. I was feeling way too high. So much so that I was trying to take a cold shower, trying to get it off of me. I'm talking to the nurse. I mean, it had to be the worst nurse of all time. I'm asking, like, can you give me a copy of everything that I had since I was in here? And she's giving me trouble. She Then she said that the printer's not working. She's in front of the computer all the time. She's printing all type of stuff. She can't print what's the medicine that she's giving. Me. can't even tell me everything she's giving me. I started having an anxiety attack. I'm trying to fight this anxiety attack off as a result of them just giving me so many medications. I mean, and at the time, seriously, in the psych ward, no doctors, not one doctor. Now, I went to the psych ward before back in 2008. Now I understand the coronavirus no doctors. I'm dealing with nurses. And I don't. I can't even think of the labels for the other people. But basically, helpers. I'm relying on nurses and talking to doctors through screens for like three minutes, for like three minutes at a time a day. And um, which, uh, come on now, it's the psych ward. And. So she was extremely terrible to deal with. I mean, it was the helpers trying to get me through. Every time they checked my vitals, blood pressure was pretty much up because now naturally I don't have high blood pressure. But because I get anxious when it comes to the results of my blood pressure, it's it's always going to spike. It's always going to spike, you know. Um, I had to be extremely calm, but because I'm dealing with anxiety, it's going to spike. Heart rate's up, all of these things. You know, had had a lot of trouble with that, but especially having this now as I was fighting off an anxiety attack. Again, they gave me like a concoction. It was like four pills or whatever to help me calm down. I laid down. They tried to check my blood pressure again. Of course, it was high. Uh, One of the helpers was extremely concerned. I remember at one point before I got back to the room to lay down, I was asking if I was going to fucking die. That's how bad the, the anxiety was, and I had anxiety attacks before. Went to the hospital for it and all, you know. The, I mean, I had a, a, like, I had many times to save myself from the results of substance abuse. Many times because it happened to me before, but here I was. This time, I have responsibilities on the outside. I have a daughter, um, and I just wanted to get back to her. And um, so, the next day rolls around. Uh, they let me go. I'm feeling upbeat, but I'm not really feeling like not really feeling like myself. The medication gets me. It has me up. That's me like, you know, or just kind of on point, alert, all of these things. And I'm supposed to take this medication three times a day. First day, I wasn't really doing it or maybe I had a space then, I don't know. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? And uh, so they gave me uh, Gabapentin. Gabapentin was pretty cool, but at night, I was supposed to take this other medicine and begin with a Q. I don't remember the name of it because it's in the trash. All right. Um, I remember I took gabapentin and this medicine at the same time so I could keep up with what they told me to do, take this medicine, but I took them at the same time, at the same time I was stressed out because I was trying to do something on the computer, trying to make a purchase or whatever, it wasn't working, I was getting frustrated. Then I went outside into the cold, which is extremely bad for anxiety. And it triggered a type of anxiety attack. My heart rate was up. And, uh, you know, it was scary. And I took a cold shower, mixed it with, you know, then switched it to a warm shower, back and forth kind of type of thing. Warmed up, got, you know, uh, kind of got over it. Oh, hey, Brandon. Uh, what's your experience with the gabapentin? and how, how much do you, uh, how many milligrams do you take? How often do you take it? Um so I I got over that played the game for a little bit slept for about 5 hours. Um I'm trying to recall how the next day went. I really don't remember as it was uh it was a Monday, I believe. This this week. Um so I think everything went Fine as usual. No, it didn't. Um, I was really having a tough time. This is when I was the depersonalization was really kicking in. And I wanted to do away with both med- medications. So I didn't take either. Um I I I tried to hold off as long as possible. And I thought, hey, maybe maybe nature would be good for me. So as I'm walking out, I find myself extremely like, uh, just like afraid. And I was a little warm out, but my palms were just constantly just, just sweating. And no matter how much I walked, it, di- it didn't really do too much for me. I was in nature. It didn't do too much for me. It felt like I was having a complete out-of-body experience. I'm frightened. And then I got it got to the point where I was walking so much I was afraid to stop walking. I was afraid to be still because I couldn't deal with my new norm. I couldn't deal with uh, the environment, man. I couldn't it's just it was scary. And again, I was still tired, but I was afraid to lay down, afraid to go to sleep. And then so I finally did go to sleep, maybe at like 1-something. Okay. Well, I'm sorry that doesn't help with your pain, but I'm glad it is helping in some regards. Uh, So I did lay down, and when I woke up, I couldn't tell if I just had my eyes closed for a long time or if I actually took a nap. It was very unsettling. It's what you would call a stress nap. Where you go to sleep through stress and wake up and it's just like nothing happened. So it was like 3 p.m. And then I finally decided that I was going to take the medicine because something seemed off. Um. By the way, I'm, I'm just kind of all over the place with this because I'm, I'm having a hard time trying to piece together everything that happened because there was like a day in between where I think I actually was taking the medicine. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just a little thrown off, so just please forgive me. But, I mean, it, it did happen. So, um, And that I know that night, um, I chose to take that other medicine again. And this time, it got much worse. Uh, it, my heart rate got up to a point where I, I just couldn't control it. I feel like I was going to pass out. I feel like I was going to stroke out. I could hardly talk. I could hardly think. My child's mother called the called nine one one. They picked me up. It's a terrible time. It is extremely cold outside. You know that's just no good for anxiety. And uh, again, I was wasn't very well rested. So. Um, you know, in the ambulance, it's cold, and, you know, I'm, I'm shaking. I got coats on. I got my coat on, all types of things. I had it on to try to get warm, try to shake this off. You know, I'm, I'm trying to fall asleep in the ambulance. I'm tired. It's really late at night. Uh, I Get to the hospital try to sleep. They, they encouraged me to keep my mask on. No, it wasn't Prozac or anything like that. Something begin with a Q. He definitely got my heart rate up, and uh, so they keep telling me to keep my mask on, but I'm having a tough time breathing. When you have a tough time breathing, that's bad for anxiety. And, you know, when you're in the hospital. It's cold. It's that. It's whatever. You know, they draw my blood. They try to check me for the coronavirus. When it's, it it feels very disheartening. At you know, at this point, because like. You know, they check they're checking my blood they check me for the coronavirus when they found out that I got checked before I had went into the psych ward they they threw it in the trash they called it a waste of a resource I kind of took that personally actually I mean the paramedics I mean it's not like oh I'm afraid I might have yeah I think that's it what you said yeah I think that one's it yeah so um the you know the paramedics fire fire whatever is saying that you know I need to get tested whatever because I was exposed people in the hospital whatever Um, and okay yeah my my dates are a little off so this is probably
1: yeah I mean okay
0: forget the dates so they throw it in trash waste a resource basically they come in and they say um, yeah so there's nothing we can do Uh, we can't give you anything because you already took medication Um, we need this room. We can't call you a cab until 6 in the morning. You can wait in the waiting room, basically. Or you can call an Uber. So I'm shaking. I'm fighting off anxiety or whatever. And I, uh, I'm trying to download the Uber app. I do it. I put in my card information. Meanwhile, I'm just, like, pacing all over the place. And... I can't find a single Uber. No Uber, nothing. It's too late, whatever. They, they say there's a bunch of drivers around, but can't find me anything. I call a few people. No answer. Because it's late at night, man. At this point, it's like 2 in the morning. Finally, I call my brother. He picks me up. I'm extremely anxious. He's he's coming to get me. I'm extremely anxious. Just waiting time. I'm dehydrated. Can't drink any. I don't have any water. Drink no water fountain. Nothing. Uh, I left my debit card at home, which is weird because my... Child's mother was like trying to give it to me. I'm like, what do I need? It. I'm going to the hospital. I don't need this. You know, so I'm just looking at the 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 machine with the waters and all that and I don't have nothing. Uh so I'm waiting for like maybe twenty minutes for my brother and I'm just man just shivering, just trying to fight it all, man. I feel miserable. You know, he picks me up and I'm trying to remain cool. It's you know, it's warm in the car finally, but again, I'm extremely dehydrated. I'm just trying to stay cool, stay cool till I get back. you know at the time I feel I feel very much defeated now when I was at the hospital by the way I had the option to go back to the psych ward and uh, I was going to man but I was like man they gonna keep me this could be a never-ending thing my life like this could be the life as I know it man like my child's mother she's not gonna want to deal with me anymore I'm not gonna be a good father it was, it was sad, man. It, it really was. Getting emotional thinking about it, man. It was, uh, I didn't know what to do. I was pretty much fresh out of the psych ward, and I was on my way back. And I was like, man, <laughs> with the with the with how high my blood pressure was on my way to the hospital and things like that, I was really anxious about, them checking my vitals again for the next four days. It could be even longer this time. I mean, I just got out. I mean. <laughs> so. um, I get home and. Somehow I managed to get to sleep. Um, I don't think I slept long. Three hours or so. So the next day can't really remember how that day went but okay I do remember that day I was afraid to do anything I was afraid of any excitement didn't watch didn't want to watch any TV in fact <laughs> in fact okay the the night before when I went to the hospital I tried to watch TV I tried to watch Dave on Hulu It was pretty funny. You know, it was a a pretty funny show. But this particular episode, like episode five, where the hype man, I'm not going to ruin it too much. He has a problem with mental health. He's freaking out in the hospital and shit like that. I start freaking out. That's what set that shit off, really. Like, it's almost like somebody was picking at me. It's like somebody was teasing me. But anyway, fast forward to the next day. I'm extremely fragile. You know, I'm I'm taking my medication as I'm supposed to. I'm extremely fragile, though. I don't want any excitement. I could barely tolerate my child's mother speaking. She was on the phone, but she had called out or something like that, or possibly had a day off. And I could barely, man, I could barely do anything, man. I could barely do anything. And, uh... All I could really do was kind of put some binaural beats on. I put it on the TV just to try to calm me down. Now, as I started to get towards kind of the end of the day, I don't know. I just kind of forced myself to type, start working on some things. By the way, some good has definitely come out of these changes, man. I've been I've been pretty productive. Um. I've been pretty productive. I've been typing a lot. So I should have some new material as far as a book soon. Um, And because I couldn't stay still, like, man, I was walking around all day. And I could barely eat. I was feeling sick. So I was drinking a lot of this, Huel. It's like a meal replacement, a lot of protein and stuff. It was all I could really tolerate. I was doing this, drinking a lot of chamomile tea. A lot of a lot of lavender tea, drinking a lot of tea, and um, towards the end of the day, I started started reading. I started reading. Uh, I don't have it by me it's somewhere over here, but I started reading Victor Frankel's *Man's Search for Meaning*. I think that's what it's called, and I was kind of like I was kind of reading fast, walking around, pacing, just kind of getting lost in it. And well, it's good they make you fall asleep by neuroleptics. And something in there said, "Love is stronger than death." Now, this man was in Nazi Germany. He, you know, he was on the, the he he wasn't on the, the side of the Nazis. I can say that. Now he obviously survived to tell the story. Uh, but um, he. He said, "Love is stronger than death. Long is strong. Love is greater than death. something like that." And for some reason, I had just got this burst of energy, kind of perked up a little bit. It was like, "Like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm going to win this. I'm going to fight. I'm gonna fight this." And then I was kept telling myself, "Like, you know, um, my strength is greater than my fears." That, that was the thing I started rolling with, and. um, I told myself that to uh, to get to sleep. And if I'm not mistaken, that was the first night I didn't have a, a nightmare in just a long-ass time. I mostly have nightmares. And uh, I didn't have a nightmare. I actually had a lot of dreams where... Um, uh, where you? Wait, um, yeah, this night I had a lot of dreams where uh, I was, like, watching movies. It was weird. It was, like, original movies happening in my head. Now, if I was a smart guy, I would have wrote them down, some of these things that were happening. But it was, like, like, a scene here from, like, one movie and, like, a climax here. It was very interesting to look back and think about because I kind of still remember some of the things that were going on. And uh, maybe I'll go go back and write concepts around it. I'm not really interested in that. I mean, I it'd be good to get my hands on as many concepts as possible. But you know, I, I do pretty good for myself as far as getting some material done down. You know. So that next day, I had a extreme boost of energy. This was, uh, I would say, this was about two days ago. I was up. I was working out. I was actually working out. If you look at me right now, I look, I look pretty. I look pretty fit right now. I'm filling out my clothes. I was working out when I was in the hospital, and again, I was drinking a lot of, lot of, lot of Huel, getting a lot of this protein in and stuff, to kind of, you know, make up for the fact that I was, I couldn't eat. So two days ago, like I said, it was Thursday, and uh, man, I just, I was up. I was feeling it, man. I was working out, meditating. I mean, I was up six in the morning, meditating, working out, writing in my journal, writing books, getting vitamins, getting the vitamins that I need. That's what I did. The day before, I, I told my aunt, you know, I needed, I needed this, I need these vitamins, I need this, and this chamomile, I need I need all oh, this. Zquill is there's this type of Z I don't have it beside me. There's a the type of Z that has no drugs in it, has um, melatonin. Lavender, chamomile, and probably some other things. You know, uh, I was actually uh, was using hers to sleep. That's what I used to to sleep that night where I was really fragile. So the next day, like I said, I was up, man. I was really working on it, man. Like, almost felt like I was on my way back to what it meant to be me, man. Like, it was an extremely productive night. Uh, I had my daughter around uh, for a few hours before her mom got back, and uh, man, I was—you know—I was—I was really doing good. It was a really, really good day. Um, I went to sleep, and I, I had a—I had a good night's sleep. The next day started off pretty much the same, uh, uh, which was yesterday pretty productive in all these things. But then I started to notice something. I started to notice something was going wrong. Started having some very intrusive thoughts. Thought I was you know, the the thoughts of, uh, and I can say this because I never act on it, but like the thoughts of harming myself, the thoughts of harming other people. And I kept trying to shake it off. Now I was, you know, the night before I kind of had like a little brief thought of it. So I looked it up. So when this was happening yesterday, I was just like, you know, I was actually watching a video on it too. I was like, yeah, well, these are thoughts, but that doesn't mean I have to act on it, you know? Um, so, you know, but I just kept having thoughts like that, you know? Uh, took a, brief nap and you know the, the thoughts were still there and I was having other inconveniences that were really pissing me off like it was really hot outside and uh, my, the AC of my car isn't working and I'm trying to get that figured out you know getting some coolant or whatever but my levels are kind of already high in there so you know i was really frustrated it's really hot and uh, it was getting to me and I was feeling really uncomfortable it was really triggering I was having an episode, you know, I was having an episode, basically, it was really triggering that, but I was fighting it off. but then I had to pick up my daughter, I had to pick up my daughter at three o'clock, like I always do, and, you know, this is my weekend with her, like, I mean, I, uh, naturally, I see her every day, but then every other weekend, we switch who watches her, and, uh, this is my weekend with her, or it's supposed to be, and, um. I pick her up, and I'm just, you know, we're in this room that I'm in right now, and things are just weighing in on me, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm psychotic, I'm psychotic, I'm fighting this shit, like, I might be troubled, I might be troubled to myself, I might be troubled to other people, like, I'm having bad, I'm having bad thoughts, um, and everything setting me, oh, like, I'm trying to be calm, do things as, as normal, feeding my daughter, whatever. Things are closing in on me. I'm asking, I asked my aunt for help, and, you know, she takes her for a little bit. And, you know, I, I try to meditate. Now, my child's mom was supposed to pick her up. She came back, she was supposed to pick her up for a little bit. And, um, you know, watch her till about 9.30, just to, you know, give me some help. And all the while, I'm like, man, should I go back to the psych war? Like, what the hell is going on? Like, in the hospital, they were asking me, Do you have thoughts or harm yourself or anybody else? And I was saying no because I, that was true. But now it is fucking happening. And I'm like, What the hell is going on? Like, did y'all do something to me? Is, the, is it the medicine? What's going on, man? So I, so I started meditating. You know, and, you know, meditating is nothing new for me, but I try to do this to the binaural beats, you know, and, and uh, you know, uh, so you know, during that time, you know, my child's mother comes and says, uh, you know, I'll take uh, you know, I'm, I'm about to take her to go drive around for a little bit. And uh, so she does, and I kind of get back to the room. And now I'm pleading. I'm pleading. Okay, I I don't know who I'm pleading to. I never really looked to a God or anything like that. But now I'm pleading. Now I'm pleading to God. Now this ain't no video of me telling you turn yourself to God or whatever. But I'm pleading. I'm like, please, man. Give me one one more opportunity to redeem myself. Let me get back to my norm. Like, let me. Like, I will stay clean. Like, right now, personally, I have no desire to drink or smoke, man. Never again. I don't need it. I, I never needed it. The times I said I didn't need it, I didn't need it. The times I made videos about being sober, I, I meant I meant that. I don't know what led me oh, I know what led me back to it. It's because I was unhappy. And I was in survival mode. I was in survival mode for a long fucking time. I was in survival mode. I brought my survival mode here. And I didn't need to. My aunt was trying to give me a fresh slate. You know? Trying to... You know, it helped me heal from some of the things that I couldn't possibly heal from because I was always stuck in it. That was very tough for me. So, um, yeah, yeah, it, could, yeah, it definitely could be uh, the meds. But um, so uh, let me just tell you, these are all of the things that I enlisted to try to help me get well. To help me with the anxiety, help me with depersonalization. Magnesium. Fish oil. Uh, B-complex. I pretty much got this for the B1. When they were giving me this in the hospital, it was making me feel pretty good. Um, D3. Vitamin D3. I'm taking the men's daily, of course. And of course, you know the foods. I was eating healthy foods, no caffeine, chamomile tea. Uh, my aunt even got me this uh, CBD oil, hemp oil that I tried uh, yesterday. It works it Works pretty well. No, uh, no THC in it. Use it to go to sleep. People use this for depersonalization, also. But I pleaded and I pleaded. And I talked to my aunt, you know, just trying to explain to her what's going on, just kind of crying or whatever. That really did make me feel better, though, just kind of getting it out there, telling people what I'm going through. I didn't expect for them to understand. I barely understand. Um, so, yeah, I soaked in some Epsom, Epsom salt, uh, lavender Epsom salt. Took some CBD oil, took some uh, some of that z again with no drugs in it, melatonin, uh, um, lavender, and chamomile. was feeling a little better, but still felt that hint of anxiety, a little bit of stress. Um, I went to sleep. Maybe woke up about an hour and a half later. Something triggered me in my sleep. I woke up. I feel like I was tripping bad, man. I feel like I was having a bad psychotic episode. But I stayed cool. I don't I don't know if I drank more Zquil at that point. Uh, I think I did. Drank some more of my chamomile tea, which was still warm. And um took some more of the hemp oil. But yeah, man, while I was up, man, I was I was really trying to calm myself down. I was telling myself like, wow. You're going to end up being up all night. That's what's going to happen. But I did manage to go back to sleep. This was at 12, by the way. I went to sleep at like 10-something, closer to 11. And uh, so I finally woke up. It was about 7, 20-something. Still feeling a little bit what I was feeling last night. Uh, started to work out a little bit because I've been working out a lot. Uh, but started to work out a little bit, but not too much because, although I don't feel too much sore like I did yesterday, um, I feel heavy. So I feel like um, what I need is rest. And, uh, you know, because I was asking my mom for help yesterday, but uh, today, you know, my aunt kind of suggested that maybe I asked my grandma for help during the day. My mom said that she'll watch for the night. And, um, but I was trying to do the parenting thing. Um, and I took all my I took the medication. I took all of my uh, I took all of my uh, vitamins. You know, uh, eating and and then you know you know my daughter got up and I fed her. You know, I fed her breakfast. One thing that I noticed though, one thing that I was doing kind of in between right before is that I was kind of gazing out the window, letting the sun hit my forehead. Kind of sun gazing in a sense. You know, vitamin D. And I was just kind of letting it hit me. And it really made me feel warm. It really took away, it really took the edge off to the point where I was like, you know, I can I can muscle through this day, even having to watch my child. I can I can do it. And uh it was about an hour after I was, you know, Watching my daughter, and my you know my grandma's you know basically told my cousin to tell me to to bring her over, said I would after I fed her, and uh, so I did. And uh, right now, as I'm talking, I feel pretty calm. Don't know what's gonna come next. I don't want to be stagnant, uh, but don't want to feel like I have to keep moving. Because that that can make me anxious by, you know, moving the body. You know, the the mind follows, okay? So, here I am. And I want to tell you all, I don't know what this journey is going to be like. Now, when it comes to depersonalization, derealization, for some people it takes years. For some it takes months, weeks, days. I'm hoping that I can make it through. You know, I hope that this this gets me through the summer okay, thank you for that I actually try to take note of that right now copying and pasting right now but yeah i'm'm I'm, I'm taking a lot of things already um I don't mind adding more to it if it helps um. But, okay, but I'm, I'm talking to you right now, and I, guys, please, if something's telling you that it's wrong, it, it probably is. Please, make the best decision that you can possibly make, man. You don't want to know, you don't want to know the demons that I had to fight off. You don't want to know, man. This shit is serious business. It's interesting because I didn't start having bad reactions to smoking weed until I started going on a spiritual path. And, you know, some people say, oh, maybe it was just a strain you were smoking whatever. All different kinds, man. Same result. My body rejects substances, but I couldn't accept that. I couldn't accept facing life sober. And because of that, you know, I had to pay the price. I'm still paying and I'm fighting, I'm fighting hard. I've been very afraid, you know, really, really, uh, really suicidal, not in a manic way, but in a way where I was like, man, this may be my only hope. But I fight to stay alive because other people will, um, I would be crushing the lives of so many people if I do this. I would be really hurting my family. A lot of people would feel guilty. So I keep telling myself to just keep fighting. Keep fighting for your family. And things things will get back, man. You just have to keep working at it. But please, I beg y'all, man. Stay clean. Stay clean. I'm not trying to dictate anything that you do in your life, man. But you don't want to have to face these monsters, man. You really don't. It's tough. It is tough. It is so tough when there's a war going on in your mind. And all the support around you can't even help. It can't can't even pierce your mind. Now, they can give you the resources and things like that. That's cool. That helps. But, man, other than that, you're kind of on your own. You really are. Okay, I'll be taking your advice on some of these uh things that you are recommending cuz uh I want to bring in as many reinforcements as possible. Want to expedite this process. Get a clear mind. Thank you, Brandy. I really appreciate that. You know, I I am trying, man. I'm trying. But yesterday I was at the point of pleading. Just begging for just one more opportunity to have them. just a fresh slate, clean mind. And uh, I, mean, I owe so many people. I mean, my child's mother especially just want to make it up to her for Because she warned me. She warned me so many times. She didn't want me to go down this path. It was more so about the drinking because of her father. But the drinking definitely contributed to this. And um, very apologetic. I'm very humbled. A mistake I made many times, and won't make anymore. And that's a guarantee, man. That is a that's a guarantee. You know. And with that being said, I think I'm gonna end it here. Just want to thank you all for for tuning in. Checking out all my videos, things like that. But this is my most serious video ever. And uh, if you know anybody that's going down that path, please share this with them. Get in their fucking head, man. They, You don't want to know how many times people told me not to fucking do something. I just kept doing it. And ultimately, I'm the one who has to pay the price for it. So, I'm going to go... You know, working myself, this is one of those things where I just can't even let up. This is an all-day thing. I can't relax. Can't even play the game. I thought yesterday playing the game was going to help. But it may have made things worse. I need... I need massive help. Also, strangest thing, I was supposed to get you know, therapy, but... um, There's been a process with that. I've been... That's been a major inconvenience because, for some reason, the insurance I had when I was a child under my grandma keeps blocking my current insurance from me getting any type of authorization. So now it's a waiting game. So we're still waiting to see a therapist. Okay, thank you for all of that. Um, I had to sit down because now we're talking about my budget. Uh, uh you know, I wanna see what's what's the best for me. The they aren't out of my system yet. Uh I would say, let us see, it's the 16th. I smoked last on uh maybe the sixth. I mean, maybe the sixth. If not, it was the fifth. So I'm. It may still be in my system, but then again, I was drinking a lot of fluids, so it could be out. I don't know. Um, but that's definitely something that I've been thinking about. I was thinking about that last night. Want to get as clean as possible. Want to be as well as possible, and I want to flood myself with reinforcements. And uh, i I'll, I'll never take. clean mind for granted ever again how I could take a clean mind and just destroy it is beyond me I can't believe that I did that I was there to witness it and I was the perpetrator maybe Brandy maybe I, I hope you're right I hope you're right but either way, I'm probably not gonna up the dose. I'm gonna keep taking the same amount all the way through. Along with all of these things, the things you recommended to me and the things that I have. Alright, I just wanna thank you, Okachi. I believe that's how you said. Just wanna thank you for recommending these things to me. Cause I'm trying, I've been researching slightly without being obsessive. Now you start getting obsessive, then you might have, you know, it might turn into a bigger problem. I'm trying not to be obsessive. I'm trying to play it cool, but still fight. You know, know, I'm not able to relax the way I want to. Alright, so with that being said, I'm going to take down notes of the things that was recommended to me. And, uh... I'm gonna go from there. Uh, so, you know, best wishes, y'all. Uh, make the best decision that you can possibly make at all times, and um, you know, rely on your support system, rely on the voice of reason, and let that carry you through. And I hope y'all have a great day, great life. Yeah, and uh, so I'm gone. Thank you.